Our guest for today's episode is Chetan K. V. S. He has graduated from Jain University, Bangalore, in accountancy. He is working as a product designer at an academy and is a design YouTuber with his channel called Design Pilot. I am Mayank Khandelwal, and you are listening to Whiteboard.fm. Hey Chetan, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. So, so how did you get started in design? Uh, okay, so it's a long story. <laughs> so basically, uh, what happened was um, uh, me and my friends. We when we were in school, we started making uh, short films as a hobby, sort of a thing. Uh, this was when I was in tenth, and uh, what happened was uh, like none of us knew anything about design or softwares or anything like that. But then we just decided that you know we should make something for fun, and uh, that's when we actually. started like we got a camera and we learned like windows movie maker <laughs> and like we had like no idea what what this thing is this creative field and uh, so we started making a few short films and uh, we sh- all of us were in different schools uh, so we shared it to everyone and you know everybody seemed to kind of like enjoy it i guess um, it was quite lame and funny but uh, they said it's fun to watch so keep making more and uh, we made a few and then we realized that you know it's getting it's becoming boring uh, i think we should do something better so we decided to you know start uh, making like posters for our movies and a movie trailer and stuff like that and uh, so that's when we started learning photoshop and illustrator and after effects and by this time i was already in college and i was learning like a lot of things on the side and uh, one day what happened was uh, you know i got selected into the the festing team in college uh, they made me the head of the design team and uh, they said dude chetan like you know awesome stuff like nobody our college has never seen anything like this so we want you to make some cool stuff so i had to hire a design team you know the juniors and people who i want to work with and um, so like i kept on learn or learning on the side and doing all these things and one day i decided that you know i should like teach people how i learned all this so i started my youtube channel which was uh, sometime in uh, 2016 couple of years back so i uploaded videos for uh, for like a few months and uh, one day uh, adobe releases this new tool called adobe xt hmm. and uh, it was still <laughs> it was still in the beta version um, yeah. but then i was curious to know what this is and that's when i heard something called like ui and ux i still had no idea what it was but it was just like a you know like like i knew something new was there so i just googled a little bit i understood what it was and uh, i used to have a twitter account back then i was quite active so i tweeted the adobe guys at twitter and i asked them um, so you know uh, i'm planning to make this you know tutorials on my youtube channel because nobody else has done it am i allowed to do it i mean should i take permission from you guys or anything so one of the senior most product managers of the xd team uh, he's we still talk today as well it's been like 4 years it's great and uh, so he said yeah man go ahead you know make it we'll help you out if you need any help uh, so i was like pretty excited and uh, what i did was so i spent like a week uh, i made uh, you know a tutorial series on my channel um if you go to my youtube channel you can still find it it's completely outdated uh, but <laughs> i get a lot of views from there and uh, so they were like super happy when it, when i launched it and everything was fine 
and then four months later i get a message from uh, them saying that uh, hey we are coming to bangalore and these guys were from the us and they said we're coming to bangalore and we want to meet you and i was like pretty cool that's okay some guys were from us want to meet me so then they sent me the link to this conference that they were attending and uh, that was design up 2017 uh and i had no idea about conferences or design up or anything like that and what happened was um so i told so i went to the website and to register for the conference and it was like 10000 bucks and i was like there is no way i'm paying 10000 for a conference like parents are not going to let i don't have any money to spend uh so i told them that i don't think i can spend 10000 but i can come and meet you guys for lunch or dinner also they said it's okay we are sponsoring the conference so we'll give you like a free ticket and just come for two days chill and you know check it out so i was like super excited like you know like a, like <laughs> like a big conference stuff yeah. getting it for free and um, so i went to the conference attended it for two days and dude it was like so insane and mental like i had no idea that design was a thing in india like 400 500 designers in a big room uh i i never expected it. it was like you know when harry potter discovered hogwarts for the first time <laughs> he goes inside yeah. you know the wall and he discovers something new it was yeah. pretty much like that and that's when i decided that um you know i wanted to take up design as a, as a profession and like a real thing so and that was the time when i was studying ca so all this what i was doing was along uh, you know when i was studying for ca giving exams and stuff like that and uh, so i had like one exam left for ca uh, which was in 2018 um and so i decided like you know like let me study for this exam let me just finish it off and then let me move into design completely so while i was studying for ca i was still learning design also at the same time uh, i had never used any design tool other than xd but i was like reading articles and you know speaking to people on social media understanding should i do masters or like making sure everything i had all the answers before i made the shift from you know ca to design so after i gave my final exam i finally quit ca and i've been working as a designer since then <laughs> awesome man that's a great story so like uh, so chetan what was your first ever design project that you worked on uh worked on uh, the first project i worked on was um, for my portfolio because i needed to build a portfolio yeah. so uh, since i'm a youtuber um, i use this um, plugin or a chrome extension called as tube buddy um they are like uh, they are like a monopoly now they just have like one competitor and they provide much more analytics and features so, so they had an app and the app was like really bad and i thought it would be a good opportunity to redesign this because i myself as a youtuber would understand this product very well uh, because this is something that i would personally use as a youtuber um so like i made like a like a case study on these are all the screens that i redesigned so i talk about what the you know what tubebuddy is and you know why i did the redesign okay a lot of chinese people have <laughs> marked it so like uh, what i do in case studies is i usually don't talk about like user flows and personas and stuff i go the reverse way i show the final design uh, and then i explain my process uh, you know for each part so for example this was the splash screen so i like redesigned that because black was not a part of their theme so i made it uh, bl- uh you know red and you know added this logo which says it's youtube certified so i will go ahead and explain each and everything one by one um rather than talking about you know my research and personas and stuff so like each screen i just go ahead and i explain what i did um my ui isn't really that great uh, because this was like my first project 
um but this article like a lot of people like it's got like 2000 likes i mean 2000 claps so i mean people seem to be liking it and i still get likes every day so every screen that i could find i would just go and you know redesign them one by one um and you know go ahead and explain so this is like my first project that uh, i have worked on so what made you apply to an academy um so my first company was not actually an academy it was um, an australian startup and uh, these guys had just got like 5 million dollar funding and they were looking for a designer and uh, coincidentally uh, i uploaded my projects on behance uh, you know one day before that these guys started searching so immediately the next day i get a message from and it was a very small team like eight people and there were only two people in bangalore and these guys were not even designers there was like a manager and you know a guy into data analytics and stuff uh, so they wanted a designer as well so they said that you know we're looking for a designer and your work seems to be like pretty cool and you know you're from bangalore as well do you think you know maybe you could join us and uh, my first reaction was to say yes i mean i didn't care about salary i didn't care about anything but getting any job would kick start my career um and uh, so i went i joined and honestly there was only one designer other than me and he was in australia and he used to take all the calls and he used to do all the work and i really never did you know like ui ux work that's what i wanted i ended up doing a lot of graphic design and you know motion graphic stuff um and i do understand the situation the lead designer is taking care of the app uh, the product but uh, i mean there was no use for me but i did contribute a little bit and you know i realized after 3 months that you know this is not going anywhere for me it's i'm wasting time and i'm wasting you know like my potential and skills so i decided that you know uh, i think it's better to move on and it was around that time when um, the dribble meet you know started happening in bangalore you know which zeta conducts every year and uh, that that year uh, that was in i think 2018 so what they did was they invited a lot of people to come as guest speakers like you know from like mintra ola and you know an academy and stuff so i used to like follow all the people who are invited there and i used to like message them on twitter and ask them how do i get into design and you know all these things like i used to spam everybody and ask them all these questions i mean i would ask the same question so that i would get different perspectives and different answers and that was when i discovered you know abhinav i had no idea who abhinav was and uh, so you know the event got over i i never actually spoke to abhinav i was quite like intimidated and scared to talk to him <laughs> yeah but um, so but i used to see, follow everybody and uh, then i realized that abhinav started his youtube channel where he started teaching about design and uh, and i also had a youtube channel so i reached out to abhinav and i told him that hey even i have a youtube channel like check it out and maybe you could collab and stuff so we started talking a little bit and then i realized that i think uh, working with avina would be a good opportunity um, i think that would be a fair choice i mean i wouldn't have to like and abino kind of had seen all my work everything that i'm doing so i wouldn't have to like sell myself also because he had already seen everything um so like rather than joining an academy like i wanted to work with a good designer and since i found abino i thought abino would be a good choice like i would have gone wherever abino was working and um so yeah that's when i reached out to abhinav i mean i actually sent him a whatsapp message not even an email not even on linkedin i told him hey are you looking for designers he said yeah we are looking for designers why don't you you know come over and uh, we'll have a chat so yeah great man so can you tell us more about what the process was of how you got how you joined an academy in terms of the interviews yeah okay 
Um, so uh, we had two meetings, like we met twice. The first one was like very casual. Um, it was, so I just went to his office and we sat in the cafeteria, uh, the pantry, and he started asking questions like, so uh, what do you want to do? What are your goals? And he never asked like, why do you want to join an academy and stuff like that? You know, he was very casual, like just talking like a friend. And he asked, do you know what an academy does? And I actually hadn't done my research at all. Uh, so he actually spent most of the time explaining what an academy is to me. Um, and we discussed about, you know, like YouTube and, you know, just general thing. He was not even like looking, he was not even talking to me like he was interview, interviewing me for a design role. It was much more like, you know, just getting to know you as a person. Yeah. And then, then at the end, he gave me an assignment saying, okay, I, so an academy has two apps. One is the educator and one is the learning app. So he said, what I want you to do is I want you to download both of these apps and I want you to like make a list, like kind of like a heuristic analysis yeah. of uh, what is wrong with the app, what can be done, how can you improve, not only in terms of UX, but as a business, what are the features that you can introduce? And the reason uh, that I like this was because, I mean, uh, as a YouTuber and this project was quite similar because everything was video, like uploading videos, watching videos, playlist. And it was, it was kind of, kind of like the same thing for me. And so I had, I had like a lot of idea of, you know, how an academy could be a better app. So I actually wrote a medium article. Um, it was, it's, it, it's not there now, but I just shared it only to him with a list of huge pointers of, you know, this is wrong. Um, this is what could be done better and things like that. And so he was like really impressed by it. And uh, so he called me for another round and uh, then, you know, I just explained my process of how, how I approached it. So I looked at each and every screen and uh, you know, this is how I compared to YouTube, uh, you know, how I would want it and stuff like that. And uh, he gave me another assignment right there on the spot. Uh, so this was something that they were working on at that time. And I don't remember what it was. So he just said that, you know, this is what we are planning to do. I mean, I want you to come up with a solution, probably draw wireframes or, you know, give me the user flow of how, and he gave me a paper and a pencil and he told me to like, you know, sketch out everything and also talk about it as to like how I'm thinking about it before, you know, I like, if I were to design something, what were the thoughts that would go inside my head? He told me to just, you know, like speak them out. And uh, so I, you know, drew a couple of things and I explained everything to him. And uh, surprisingly, the solution that I gave was the same thing that they were, that, that, that was the solution that they had come, come up with. So that was uh, pretty cool. Um, and uh, then, um, yeah, then we just spoke a little bit. And uh, next day I get a call from the HR saying that, you know, like, you know, you're selected and, you know, let's take this forward. And I was like, super happy. <laughs> Great, man. So can you tell us more about your portfolio, Chetan? Like, uh, how do you, how did you design it and what was your approach? in designing okay like so um with regard to the portfolio this was something that i recently launched let me actually show you my portfolio so i made this in webflow um and uh yeah just move it to the side yeah so uh yeah like you can check it out you can just go to chetankvs.design and i made this in webflow it's got a lot of cool interactions and uh, stuff like you know the buttons so basically what i wanted to do with my portfolio is not just talk about my work i want to talk about who i was okay i didn't want this portfolio to be about my work rather than who is chetan and what does this designer do what has he done in life and stuff so if it's quite long but it's really like you know fun to check out i talk about you know the things i've done the talks my instagram my youtube and stuff like that um so the way i went about it is i actually spent like six to seven months 
collecting all resources. So every time I checked out a portfolio, I would make a document uh, and put everything down. Um, how I would want to talk about what is the things I want to talk about, like all the random links and images and, you know, like cool interactions that I find. Maybe if I want to incorporate that in my website, how would I go about it? Um, so I made like a, I used to keep collecting. This is basically what we do as research as designers. And I never start anything without, you know, doing research. So I've got some custom code here for Webflow. And, you know, so if there is like a nice text that I can explain something with, um, you know, I could do a, you know, I could just, I took a screenshot of all that, you know, like design little stuff. So, uh, this is what like I did. And, uh, so I spent like, so I basically had everything that I wanted to put in my portfolio already. Um, it's just that I had to design it. So I opened up Figma and, uh, you know, I started designing. Yep. So, um, yeah, so this is how I designed it in Figma. I just have like a, like a lot of things over here, some ideas and stuff. Um, yeah. So like, I didn't do many iterations for it cause I kind of had, I knew what, how I wanted it. So I just went ahead and kept designing it there and there. And if I wanted to make any changes, I would make it immediately. I didn't make duplicates or iterations and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's quite long. And this is what I used to, you know, build as a reference to build it in a web flow. Um, and then like, these are like a couple of dribble charts and, you know, just like some, just like random stuff. Um, so yeah, this is how I did it in not, there's nothing much that I can talk about over here. Um, uh, but yeah. Awesome. So, uh, also bro, can you show a website like on the web? Yeah. How it looks? So let's actually talk about the structure, the, the, how I wanted to go about it. So like the first thing is I want to, I didn't want to give like a, regular bio saying that, Hey, I'm Chetan. I'm a product designer from Bangalore working at an academy. I mean, you see that everywhere. Um, rather I want to talk, uh, specific stuff about me. So like, I'm a guy who loves to design. I love to talk about design and I love to travel and I'm sure whoever knows me knows that I'm a big fan of dark mode. So, uh, I just added this small line saying that, you know, I like dark mode. And so I started with a brief introduction of about my story. So I'm talking about, I'm a passionate designer. Design has been my passion and what I've done to showcase my passion. Like I teach design on my YouTube channel. I help and mentor design enthusiasts. And then I talk about what I do. So like now today I work as a product designer at an academy and that's all I wanted to talk about myself, nothing else. And then I start with showing a few statistics of the things that I've done. Um, so like talks and workshops, so social media followers and stuff like that. And then I, and then I get into the work uh, that I've done. So I've shown only three projects. Um, I, I've not made any case studies regarding the works I've done at an academy yet. I probably might do that. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to show like a couple of works and, uh, you know, they could go to my medium and they could check out everything else. Um, and that's all I wanted them to know about my work. The rest was, you know, about my dribble, my social media stuff, uh, sorry, not social media, like my, like my dribble portfolio, um, couple of projects that I worked on. Um, and then what are the skills that I have? And then like, this is the most important part that I wanted people to focus on like a side project. So what do I do in my free time? So I have a YouTube channel, I've got like 3 million views. Like these are a couple of my tutorials. Um, I give talks. So, so I've been invited to like four colleges and like, these are like photos and you know, my Instagram, what I do on Instagram, I make these kind of carousel, you know, type information, informative posts. Um, yeah. then how I collaborate with others, you know, all across the world. Like I work with these guys called apply pixels and rotato. 
Um, so I actually made a couple, I don't know if you've used this tool, but you can make like animated 3D mockups. So I actually um, spoke to this guy and I told him that I can make some for you in Cinema 4D. And I did it for free, obviously. And uh, like, we have a good relationship now. So then I, you know, just created a small testimonial section so that people know who are the people I've worked with and what do they think about me as a designer. So it's nice to have testimonials. It gives like a, a credibility and it's nice. Um, and then I ended up, you know, with like a normal footer, my email, and I just added like these fun interactions. <laughs> yeah. Great, man. So can you tell us more about your conferences where you've spoken and the conferences you've attended? Like you recently attended the International Design Conference in Italy as well. Like one of my goals for 2020 was to either talk at an international design conference or at least attend one. Um, because the reason I, I felt that was because last year, um, Saptarshi actually got invited to give a talk at, uh, you know, at a conference in Singapore. And I messaged him and asked him, how do you get invited to get a, give a talk in, you know, at international, international conference? So he said, either, you know, you apply for it on your own, um, you know, you go to their website and apply, or, you know, if you have contacts, it becomes easier. So I knew that it was not possible for me to, you know, you know, I'm not credible enough to give a talk. So I thought at least attend as a volunteer to see how it was. So um, I followed uh, quite a few conferences. Um, I just Googled them, which were happening, you know, from Jan to March. And I decided that, you know, I would follow all these. And uh, one of the conferences was IXDA's uh, Interaction 20 conference. At this time, they did it in Italy. And uh, so I applied for their volunteer program, just like randomly. Um, they asked like a, quite a lot of questions. And uh, in the end, I got selected. So I think they came to my LinkedIn profile and they saw like what I've done. And you know, they've, they've gone like investigated me completely and I got selected. And uh, the moment I got selected, I was like so excited, like getting sponsored to attend, a, you know, like a international conference was a big deal. Um, I mean, they, they paid only for my conference ticket. Everything else had to bear or bear all the expenses on my own. But I thought it was, it's, it's okay. It's, I mean, if I'm going to Europe for the first time, you know, I might as well, you know, go for it. There's no big deal. Um, so that, that, that's something that happened recently. Um, but most of the times uh, I've given talks and, you know, conducted workshops in Bangalore itself. Um, so I do a lot of Webflow workshops uh, in Bangalore. Um, I've done like three Webflow workshops. Um, and I've give, also given three talks, um, you know, not in Bangalore, but, uh, you know, in different colleges. Uh, one was, I think, VIT. Um, that was my first one. Second one was NIT Patna. And the third one was uh, Manipal. Um, so, yeah, these are the three ones. Um, this year, I got invited to two of them, actually, but because due to, of, you know, coronavirus, uh, they canceled everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Great, man. So, also experience and learnings from these conferences? from giving talks and attending conferences as well. Like what are the key learnings that one should go for and that you've learned yourself? Yeah, good one. So the thing with conferences is that when you attend a conference, um, you cannot, you can never actually practically apply what you learn from there in your day-to-day -day life, uh, in your day-to-day -day career. You cannot apply any of that. The only reason you go to conferences is to understand that there is so much more than whatever you just do at your regular work. What are the trends? What are the job opportunities? What are the kind of work people are doing, uh, you know, in like, like things like AR and VR and, you know, audio engineering and designing for emerging markets and stuff like that. Like you will never apply these in your real life, uh, but it's good to have ideas and perspective and knowledge about it. And also you end up meeting like tons of people over there. Um, I actually met like 
um, a lot of people who have been talking over social media. So I met uh, the guys at Adobe finally uh, for the second time. I met the guys at Protopy, um, and and they all knew who I was because they've seen my work on online. And I also met um, the designer from Google, uh, who was in charge of making, uh, who who was in charge of the dark mode project for uh, Google. And so I didn't know like. he knew me and i just went to him and i told him hey i've written this article i showed him my phone and he said oh my god you are the one who wrote this article dude i've shared this with all my colleagues in google i've shared on social media and i was like so like it was like a crazy moment like some designer at google knows my work and he said you know like dude if you ever come to san francisco just let me know i know i would like you to i would like you to come to the google office and stuff so you build connections you make relationships and you know you learn so many different things it's like a it's like you know like a nice vacation uh you know you just go and experience it so that's the thing with conferences um so with regard to giving talks uh, i mean all the talks i've given were in colleges and one thing i've observed is that um a lot of these students they're like so passionate about design and not even design like new things other than you know engineering and what they're studying like they're so passionate but they don't know what to do with it or how to go about it right. so whenever i give talks i i don't go and talk about you know ui and ux and case studies and stuff i talk about how do you become a designer what is the lifestyle of a designer what you need to do how do you prepare to become a self taught designer should you go to design colleges answering all these questions that people have in starting out a new career and um, i mean students are always fun they're energetic and uh, you know i really love giving talks in colleges cuz the crowd is amazing and i've always wished that you know i wish somebody used to come would would have come to my college when i was studying um but unfortunately that didn't happen for me so i always take the opportunity to go and like talk to these people because they deserve to know about it and so it's always fun to you know give talks This episode of whiteboard.fm is brought to you by UI Sources. The problem with finding inspiration online is that there's too many hypothetical daily UI screenshots and not enough real apps. Well, not anymore. UI Sources is one of the biggest repositories of screenshots and interaction videos with thousands of examples of best practices in onboarding, gamification, payments, or whatever else you might be designing. You can also browse by industries like finance, entertainment, education and so on. Stop reinventing the wheel. Save product development time, find inspiration and compare against the industry standard. Visit uisources.com and apply the coupon code whiteboardfm for 10% off your subscription. That's uisources.com and just apply the code whiteboardfm during checkout to get a 10% off your order. All right. now back to the show so how do you prepare when giving a talk like in terms of preparing what to talk about the content exactly and your presentation deck when you're showing some slide show how do you yeah. work the thought process and how do you build it yeah so when i gave my first talk at vit that was when i had like no deck nothing i spent like almost one month preparing an entire deck um so basically i like to tell a story and make it entertaining put a lot of like movie references and gifs and stuff like that um so it took a lot of time um and so when i gave my second talk which was almost one month later i already had a deck but i didn't want to keep it the same so what i usually do is whenever i whenever i get an idea uh, i see something online or i come across a nice story or something that is informative i just note it down on notion 
um, and I have like a list of things. And every time I give a new talk, I add all these new pointers to it so that it's different. It's, it, it's different for me as well because it's boring to talk about the same thing again and again. So adding a new element every time, adding a different concept. This time I want to talk about coronavirus. I know make a few jokes about, you know, <laughs> designers and coronavirus. There was like, yeah. a, like a connection that I made. Um, so yeah, I keep adding all these stuff. Most of the time, the content is similar. It's almost the same thing. But I add in a few things now and then, you know, like, um, you know, what's happening in the design industry? What are the new things people should know about? And, you know, stuff like that. Can, is it, can, you share, can you share a notion file in which you to show the, the kind of layout yeah. that you follow? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, there's no structure. It's just yeah. pointers. Right. Um, so most of these are just like, um, like motivational things that I would tell people, you know, during the talks, um, things like, you know, believe in yourself because no one will do that for you. Your network is your net worth. And, uh, you know, then I have a couple of links that I might take pointers from. I have a couple of YouTube videos, uh, and, you know, I take screenshots of stuff, which I think would be interesting to put, uh, you know, in presentation. So for example, when I was changed, this, this happened on Slack, I was trying to put an emoji and I saw this saying that, of course you want a name with an emoji. Sadly, it's not to be try letters. So, I mean, these are the only things that designers care about. Nobody else cares about. And like, as a designer, you should be intuitive. You should think creatively. So I give like all these small examples. These are just like, like random ideas. Um, and most of the times I have, uh, people want me to conduct workshops. So what, what app idea or concept would I give them? If I have any idea, I just make a list of them so that every time I go to a you know college, I can give, uh, you know, one of these ideas for them to work on. Um, yeah. So like, um, I, I wanted to explain about mental model and, you know, the Sonic movie that came out, uh, recently, um, you know, people started hating it because of the design. And uh, I wanted to like connect mental model and, you know, the design, uh, you know, in, you know, that they, they did for Sonic. So just like these random things that I wanted to talk about, I just like make notes. Uh, so this is talking about UX, um, like you would not understand anything. What does this mean? This is like bad UX because I have no idea. There's no label. So explaining like real, uh, real life instances is something that people, you know, like usually relate to and they find it more interesting. Yeah. So yeah, this is how I <laughs> prepare. It's very messy, but yeah. No, it's still some sort of planning. So that's nice. Tell us more about your experience at an academy, bro. So like, oh, how's the design culture there? How many designers are there? And what's your day-to-day life like at an academy? Yeah. Um, so when I joined, which was in January 2019, last year, there were only three other designers. There was a guy right. called, uh, there was Abhinav. Uh, there was a, a designer called Prithvi and Neelank. Um, so these are the only three senior designers and these guys had built most of the product. Um, and then they got in me as a junior designer. Um, and so it was only four of us. Uh, there was another guy called Tridip as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so over the period of one year, we expanded, um, we got, so right now at an Academy, we have like seven product designers. Um, and, uh, the team is amazing, man. Like we're not just like into design. We talk about so many other things uh, other than, you know, like UI and UX, we talk about companies, you know, people who are making investments and startups and it, you get a lot of information and all of us share different kind of content. Um, and, uh, all of them are like super good. Like every, all of them are really skilled. They give good feedback. You know, we have regular discussions and stuff like that. 
So I've actually like learned so much from an academy and the designers. Like if I would go to a normal company with a, you know, like a decent design team, it would take me like three years to learn everything. But I actually learned all that in one year. One of the best things that I learned was working with developers, um, understanding how kind of code works. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to code, but like understanding how to think in terms of, a uh, how to think in terms of a developer, um, how do you communicate with them? How do you hand off files? How do you like, you know, um, make sure that it's implemented well, like so many things that I never expected I would learn. Um, that was, that was one thing. The other thing that I learned was, um, how do, so when I take feedback, I always think of it like if I am giving the same feedback to somebody else, how would I give it? So whenever I'm getting feedback, I kind of like take that feedback and kind of like put it into a box so that I can give the same feedback to somebody else. Um, so even if that question, even if I don't need an answer to a question, I still ask so that I can understand how somebody else would answer that question. So the, regarding this feedback thing, that's something that I've really learned. Um, and yeah, man, it's been really fun. Uh, it, it's great. The team is awesome. They're very supportive and, you know, um, they have no problems with the things that I do on the side, my YouTube and talks and stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. How many designers are there in the team currently? We have seven product designers and we have like seven graphic designers. Um, the graphic designers work, uh, you know, on the marketing team, like posters and Instagram ads and Facebook things. They, they're not related to the product. Um, but yeah. Nice. Tell us some of your projects. Like what did you work on at an academy? Uh, okay. Um, I can't show any of them, uh, but I can talk about it. Sure. Um, so, um, most of the things I worked on were like very small projects. I would say 70% were small projects, like tweaks to the apps. Um, so let, let, for example, let's say that, uh, so an academy has a subscription plan, right? And, uh, you know, when the subscription is ending, we would want the user to renew his subscription or extend his subscription. So how do you, you know, tell the user that, you know, uh, you get an offer if you, uh, you know, you get a discount if you subscribe within this, you have 10 days left. So how do you communicate? So all these small touch points that we put on on various parts of the website and the app. Um, so all these small, small things and then ratings for classes, ratings for, you know, a test that they take, how would that look? All these are very small, small projects. Um, um, the other thing that I worked on was a lot of landing pages. Um, we, since the product was improving and we had more features and the functionality of the app was product was increasing. We had to create like landing pages and things. So I worked on building an entire testimonials page, uh, like an entire, not, not just with testimonials, but we talk about a couple of our statistics. We talk about our educators. We talk about what learners and educators think of us. So landing pages is something that I learned. And to be honest, landing page seems to be very easy, but trust me, it is not. Landing pages are super, super hard um, because a problem with landing pages is not the design, but it's what you communicate to the person who's reading it. And copywriting is copywriting is another thing that I learned a lot. Um, people think copywriting is very easy. It is one of the most hardest skills ever to develop as a designer. Um, usually in big companies, there, there are copywriters, you know, there are dedicated copywriters who take care of it. So the designers, they just give random text and the copywriters write all the text. But in startups, it is kind of like your responsibility to, to do it. Um, obviously the product managers and, you know, the stakeholders also give their inputs, but, um, a significant part of the contribution has to come from your side. Um, that is another thing that I worked. Um, the other was, um, um, I think, uh, 
I think let me actually open up my notion. I have a list of things that I worked yeah. on. Right. So the first project that I actually worked on was redesigning the search experience. So they had never redesigned the search experience. Um, and this was for two years. And when I joined, they told me to redesign it and this became really well. I also have a case study on mediums if anybody wants to check it out. Um, so uh, the other thing that I do a lot is working on animations, uh, lottie animations for our products, um, for apps and for the app and the website. So we integrated in multiple places. Um, so that's something that I usually work on. Um, I worked on dark mode for an academy. I'm not sure if you have seen the promo video, uh, for that. Um, so things like, um, renewals and feedbacks and, you know, like we did overlays for live streams. Um, so we are coming up, we wanted to come up with this, uh, new thing called free test series. So we wanted a landing page for that, um, email newsletters and, you know, like a lot of stuff. So like, these are kind of the projects that I worked on. I make a list of everything, you know, that I worked on. So, yeah. You can show us a case study, bro, regarding the search redesign and also the dark mode, the promo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, this was like this, I made this for the unacademy. So it's, um, you know, published on the unacademy blog. Um, so yeah, this is like, like how the redesigned screen look, but now it's totally different because we revamped the entire platform. Um, so the design is completely changed. We use a new font. Uh, we started using shadows and stuff. Uh, but yeah, basically I talked about why we did the redesign. Um, and then I made like a dribble shot, uh, to show, you know, how the redesign looks, uh, you know, this is like a really good shot, you know, that we ever had on our dribble account for a long time. Um, and then I talked about the process, um, little bit about the process. I mean, you can go through it. Um, uh, yeah. So what I did was I showcased each and every screen, um, the part of the redesign and I explained the reason for that. Um, so this is like how it would look before somebody started typing. Um, and this was like, what after somebody, how it would look after somebody started typing. And like, this is like the before and the after showing, you know, both the sides. Um, and then we decided, should we go for a tab versus non-tab layout? Why we wanted to get rid of tab system. Um, and you know, like, like, just like, it's a simple uh, case study. And we also talked about, um, what data did we use to make decisions? Um, so when somebody, you know, uh, you know, searches for something, the majority of the things they're searching for are courses. Then next we have lessons and then we have educators and then we have the topics. So how do, so we used all this information and, you know, we, you know, tried to lay out, um, you know, basically organize the information architecture of the product of the website, uh, sorry, of the screen, um, using this data. And right. yeah, it's, that's pretty much it. It was a very small and a simple article, but yeah. Nice man. Also, can you show the promo for the Unacademy dark theme? Yeah. So, um, I posted it on Twitter. It's there on LinkedIn and, you know, Instagram and dribble anywhere. Uh, but yeah, this is the promo that I made. It's a very simple promo. Okay. Cool, man. Great stuff. So, uh, yeah. if I had to ask you, what are your top three learnings in your, from your experience at Unacademy so far, what would they be? Or if not Unacademy uh, as well as a designer so far? Um, as a designer. Okay. Um, so like I told you about Unacademy, it was, um, working with developers, um, you know, regarding feedback and, uh, you know, copywriting that those, those are like, I'm sure that I learned much more. Um, but these were like the three main things that you know really matter to me. So, uh, learnings as a designer in general is, uh, that the thing is, uh, design is that there is no rules or restrictions, there's complete freedom to do whatever you want as a designer. 
and what you do with your time and what kind of work you put out, uh, what you want, basically, that's totally dependent on you. Um, the thing with designers, since design is kind of not given much priority in India, um, and you know, you know, there are hardly few design colleges and a few designers coming out. If you need to stand out on your own, um, it takes a lot of effort. Um, and uh, think you have you have to be proactive. You have to be proactive to learn things. You have to be proactive to do things. Uh, until now, we were in college and we were studying for exams. So there was somebody who was always there to tell us you have to do this because you know, so let's say we were in college. So we were going to college and studying for college because we had to pass the exam because we had to write the exam because our parents had paid fees for it. That was our goal. But once you become a self-taught, once you decide to take up design as a profession without any formal education, there's literally not, there's no chain. There's no, there's no handcuffs. You're like completely free and you can go in any direction you want. You can spend how much ever time you want. You can do whatever you want and being active on social media, uh, engaging with the community, getting questions answered, working on projects. Um, these are the things that I've learned doing. And I've seen, the, uh, you know, this hard work pay off really well for me. And I've able to build so many contacts all across the world. Um, I've, I've, I've spent so much time learning and, you know, asking questions and getting feedback from designers that I've grown as a designer. And, uh, and now I'm trying to share my design experience and my knowledge with everybody else who needs it. Um, so, yeah, so like hard work, you know, spend time on, you know, learning and designing because like all of us, we're like, we're like really young and until we are like 27, 28 for another six years, this is the time where you have to work hard. And if you work hard really now, you can chill for your entire life. You know, you'll end up getting a really good job, a good salary, and you won't have to work on side projects. You won't have to, you know, work on generating extra sources of income. Life will become much more easier because you've already worked so hard for the past, you know, six, seven years. So, yeah. Great, man. What are some of the things that you're excited about right now in terms of the design industry and that's going on around the world? Um, so... Something that I'm really excited about, uh, two things. One yeah. is that um, it's that surprise of uh, the surprise or, you know, the surprise factor of how it is going to be two, three years down the line. How is design going to uh, become? And right now design is picking up all across the world, especially in India. And a lot of people are getting into design. They're understanding what design is and, you know, they're trying to get into design colleges and they're learning things on their own. So I'm really excited. What are the kind of, what's going to happen to the design industry in India, especially uh, I'm sure it's going to be a really good thing. Um, but I just don't know what that surprise factor is really exciting for me. Uh, and the second thing is that it makes me really happy that a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff in design. Um, they're not just going to college and studying engineering or, you know, medicine or whatever they are doing different things. People are becoming active on social media. Um, people are taking initiatives to call designers to give talks in their colleges. Um, uh, you know, they are putting out side projects, they're learning, they're attending events, they're doing so as much as they can. And that's something that's really exciting to me. And yeah. uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to see how it turns out in the next couple of years. Yeah, true that. So what are some of the things that you're learning right now or even working on? Um, I can show you a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, so I'm sure you've heard of uh, the app called Splitwise. And this has been like my 
like my target for almost one year. And uh, I have a lot of, the only reason I don't use this app is because it doesn't satisfy my needs. Um, it does satisfy a lot of other people's needs and a lot of other use cases, but for me, it never actually felt useful. Um, so I decided to go ahead and redesign this entire app. Um, and now that I'm showing you this, I have to finish this quite fast. Um, so I spent like almost two months figuring this out, um, how to go about it. Uh, so, you know, like this is, this is like my file. I've got a lot of ideas and iterations and, uh, you know, things like that. Um, little bit of inspiration here and there, like flows and you know, research, but I can probably show you a couple of screens. Uh, these are uh, almost final, but yeah. I just to like wrap them up. Um, so this is how the interface is going to look. I've revamped the entire UI as well. Um, cause, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted to make the app much better looking. Yeah. Um, so I've solved a lot of different use cases. Um, so just to give you an example, Splitwise does not allow you to split a particular amount in multiple ways. So for example, you can either split it equally or through percentages or through shares, but the kind of expenses that I have, I would want to split you know, a part of the amount equally, a part of the amount, you know, unequally and stuff like that. So I've brought in that feature, um, that use case, uh, and a lot of other things. I don't want to reveal all the secrets now, but I'm going to make like a promo, um, a case study, and it's going to be quite fun. Um, so a couple of more things, um, saving things as draft that's not there yet. Um, so if I saved it as draft, how would, how would it look, uh, you know, before I would publish it? Um, stuff like that. And, uh, I've made it very fun and creative, uh, you know, and very playful. I think, Yadu, this is the only thing that sure. I've been working on. You can tell us some uh, of the things that you're learning currently, bro. Are there any things you're learning currently? So I have decided to learn a few things. Uh, I've not yet started. One is, um, I've used protopy before. It's one of the best prototyping tools out there. Um, but then, uh, when I used it long back, there were a lot of problems with the product. That was like, I think, two years ago and yeah. now protopy has become a much better tool and uh, it's become a phenomenal tool. Um, so I would want to learn that as well because that is the best prototyping tool everybody should learn. Yeah. Uh, the other one is um, I would want, I've been planning to, so I've came across this new tool called as Buildbox. Uh, basically it's a no code tool for making games and it seems like it's impossible. It seems too good to be true but you can actually make real fantastic games without coding knowledge at all. Uh, you just need the design and the product, the app, I mean, the interface, the product itself has everything that you need to make a game like physics, logic, analysis, um, you know, character movement. It has so many things. And uh, there are a lot of people who have actually made these free games on the play store and the app store with, with, you know, with literally no coding effort. So yeah. making, and I love playing games. I love playing games. So I think I would want to learn this this year. Um, so yeah, two things in my pipeline. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, Chetan, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like what's your vision? Oh, <laughs> so um, um, I think I would want to be somewhere in a leadership position, um, managing a design team. Um, I think I wouldn't want to design screens anymore. Obviously I would want to deal with screens, uh, but I would like to be managing a design team and, uh, you know, thinking about the business, uh, is something that I would want to do. I'm not really sure if I would be joining like an MNC, like Apple or Google or anything like that. Um, 
but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to i'm looking and researching on companies and researching on what i would need to get into that position and stuff yeah great man chetan what advice would you give uh, to someone who wants to just get started in design okay so this could be another podcast itself <laughs> yeah but um if you are starting out um is uh, the first thing is um like you would have to understand yourself like that would be the biggest thing that you would want that you would have to do because when i decided to get into design full time i had a lot of skills i knew graphic design i knew motion graphics i knew film making and i knew, I knew like i had a lot of skills but why did i pick ui ux uh, why did i want to do that like i am proficient enough to get a job as a designer as a motion designer or a graphic designer but the reason i wanted to get into ui ux was because um the most strongest skill set that i have is you know thinking solving problems and analysis because when i was doing my internship uh, for ca majority of my work was this it was obviously number crunching and you know doing a lot of other stuff but thinking and analysis was a major part of my work and that is something that i really liked because it was challenging for me um and that's when i realized that ui ux also needs a kind of similar mentality to you know uh, be a designer for that profession so right. that's when i realized that i think ui ux would be what i would love to do it's not that i never do graphic design or motion graphics i still do that but i want to work as a ui ux designer the most so the first thing i would say is understanding what your skill sets are i would always tell people there are two things one is what you're good at and one is what you like so if you make a list of things and you point out okay this is what i like this is what i'm not good at so if you make like a permutation combination you should pick the one where you like it and you are good at it right that is when you're going to have the passion and the energy to do it like because every day when i get up in the morning i am energetic because i like what i'm going to do and i'm good at what i do like if i would compare to myself with ca um i i would get up uh i i am good at what i do like i am good at doing ca but i was not interested in doing it so that would that was something that i knew i did not want to take up in the future so first of all understanding yourself the second is to actually go online like create social media accounts on dribble behance linkedin twitter facebook um instagram just be active all across social media and today we have technology are the you know so accessible that you should take the most advantage of it honestly i don't think i would have been where i am today if it wasn't for social media like social media was has contributed 90% to all my learnings and opportunities and stuff like that so get on social media um start following designers all right start researching things like start reading you could either read books you could either watch videos um try to make sure that you're confident that you have something to start with and once you have a basic idea i would suggest you start doing something 90% of the people they stop at you know creating something they think they need to create you know like a masterpiece they need to create something that the world is going to be very proud of that is not that's not how it works you have to start with something so only only for the fact that you get motivated and you get encouraged by yourself it's not like yeah, i'm going to make something show it and somebody else is going to appreciate you are going to get that sense of accomplishment because you did something or the other Absolutely. and the more free yeah the more frequent you do it the more uh, the more frequent you're going to get motivated 
and that's how you end up building that confidence and that momentum and stuff so like to give you a small example um i actually never ever expected that i would be invited to give a talk at you know at the age of 23 like such a young age with no experience like i never thought but the thing was i was actually think you know like preparing myself for you know when i was 27 how would i give talk so whenever i'm free or you know i'm just like standing in front of the mirror i would actually practice like as if i'm giving a talk to so many people it's such a like a lame thing but i was like practicing myself and i built up that small confidence of how to introduce myself how to crack jokes how to keep the audience engaged so it's not like somebody invited to me invited me to a talk and that's when i started preparing like i had built this confidence and momentum slowly and slowly by doing something like i'm not going and giving talks and asking people for feedback like i never went to my parents and i told them okay this is how i'm going to talk give me feedback it's just for myself to get that momentum and that encouragement um so yeah so get on social media decide what you want to do um then then the last thing would be to start doing it yeah great man so chetan what advice do you wish you received <laughs> when you were starting off in design okay so this might sound like i'm bragging a little bit okay. but i would go to my past self and i i would tell him hey i am from the future you're doing a great job keep 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 going <laughs> yeah no it's true man the like the reconciliation and the fact that okay you're telling yourself that okay everything's chill you can you're doing well just keep going and not feel demotivated so yeah that's yeah. what you need to yeah because one of the things that i understood was that i would have to make a lot of sacrifices right. um so there is something that people miss out um the first part is that you have to make sacrifices a lot of people don't make sacrifices because they think that you cannot get back what you sacrificed so i sacrificed on personal life i sacrificed on hanging out with friends and you know chilling and partying and stuff like that people think that if you sacrifice that now you can never do it in the future but that's completely wrong whatever i missed out i'm able to do everything much more better than i than what i could have done then so right now i have time to work on anything that i want um, i'm making money through youtube and freelance projects and a lot of other things um, i have time to meet friends you to you know to go play sports i have time for everything now it's because i sacrificed all that time to do things that mattered the most and that is something people need to realize and and all of us are young we have so much time and we waste it on things that are useless and the moment you realize that you are wasting time and you can you should rather spend this time on something that is going to benefit you if you realize that then that's when it's going to become much easier for you in the long run design is an awesome profession if you really like it you should definitely go for it work your ass off be passionate and do whatever it takes to you know get into design um uh, you're going to understand the benefits and you're going to understand the success later unfortunately you cannot realize it now uh but look but take inspiration and look up to people who who you would want to be like in the future um and you know just 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 keep going that's it that's great yeah. man that's great advice thanks a lot chetan <laughs> this central interview it was great talking to you your story is amazing can't wait for everyone to see this yeah thanks man so- thanks for having me Thanks for listening to this episode and I hope you liked it. To check out other episodes and clips from the interview, subscribe to the whiteboard.fm YouTube channel. Feel free to share your favorite parts of the interview and don't forget to tag us. 
This podcast is a part of the 10K Designers Network. You can check out other projects on 10kdesigners.com.